Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It has been far too long, but welcome back to Wild Wasteland. As always, I'm Dean Maldonado, and with me is the stupendous Michael Johnson. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we would be saying Happy Hanukkah, but we uh, slept through that one. Yep, because it's only I'm eight Jewish. days. It's a hard thing to hit. Well, you know, like it's like it's 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 like any Jewish thing. It it, it ha- it's it's when it's you're more excited about it coming than it actually is here. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, ah, it's it's here though. Ah, forget about it. Maybe we'll get some more next year. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited for 2021 to be honest. You sound like my entire left side of the family. What? That's funny because I'm from the right. <laughs> No, sir, you're alt-right. Uh, <laughs> I am Jewish. But, uh... <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to replace us, Dean, with your <laughs> with your fake religion. Oh, my God. Listen, my fake religion will definitely replace all of this heathen Christianity bullshit. I'm, I'm a Krampus believer. I'm a Krampus witness. And uh, I, uh, I think that, uh, you know, the, the blackface guys uh, have it rough over in Norway. You think they have it rough? Yeah. In Norway? Yeah, the blackface. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know exactly who you're speaking of. But you, What are they called? Blackface, blackface Jim or something over there? Yeah, I think it is. It's like or Blackface Black John Jim. or something. It's, it's Black Jim. Johnny Black? Something like that. Johnny Walker Black? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, give me some Manischewitz Black Label. <laughs> Manischewitz Black Label. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what would that? That would be fucking <laughs> atrocious. That'd be terrible. Be oh mostly my syrup. God. Oh God. <laughs> oh, I'm already having schwitz over here. It's actually it's, it's what they use for uh, for um, euthanasia of uh, people <laughs> with with diabetes. Oh yeah. <laughs> they just sends them over the edge. <laughs> Yeah, have some drinks. They're like, listen, we're going to do one shot for your health, one shot for your life. Yeah. All right? The shot for your health is going to be Malort. The shot for your your (laughs) life is Manischewitz Black Label. And then you'll have another shot next to that, which is just a bullet. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just a pitchfork in your (laughs) ass in hell. But, uh, Mm. so, uh, it is uh, officially winter. Yeah, you almost, you look like an old... um, gypsy woman when you came in today i know i know i was bundled up with many many shawls uh i was like who shot jfk really i'm i'm growing so i'm growing out a beard i'm just growing out all my facial hair right now because what i want to do is uh get that solid 1870s look yeah where you have the mustache that goes down straight yes, into the mutton yes, chops yes german look and just nothing on the bottom right and yeah, you're taking that bottom and you're gonna put it on the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And it's called a yarmulker. <laughs> a y- whoa, <laughs> yarmulker? What? <laughs> a yarmulker. It sounds more uh, Jewish when you eat your words. <laughs> oh yes, Hanukkah. <laughs> if you just mumbled through uh, the uh, what's that Jewish thing? You got to read like the Torah. It's a coming of age thing. A bar or bat mitzvah? Yeah, bach mitzvah. If you just like. Like spoke with like such a weird accent, you couldn't even like no one understood. Like, would they just be like, "Oh, he has a speech impediment"? No, no, they would know. They oh, would, they would, damn! We, the Jews read the whole Torah every year. That's how they mark the year, basically. What? How many times have you read it this year? Once. Really? That's pretty impressive. I mean, I skimmed it. I was looking for my favorite parts. There are some fun parts in the in the Torah, dude. There are some really fun parts, like the the, the my favorite part. I talk about it all the time on this podcast, but it's the uh, it's where uh, there's a there's a there's a little gaggle of uh, little asshole kids that make fun of a bald man. Yeah, and then the bear comes and eats him. Yeah, that is fun. It's a fun one. Are we talking about bears today? No, we're not. We're actually talking about magic. Oh, magic of bears. So speaking about bears and and gods and, and religion, religion. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about magic itself, not Ooh. Magic the Gathering. Wonderful game. Please sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Wizards of the Coast. Could please. you imagine? Like, oh my God, my brother Ben would have every birthday present forever. Yeah, we, I would just give him all the shit. We are. We have one Black Lotus. Uh, they're they're just going to sponsor us with that. My my uh, my friend uh, actually has a has one of the Black Lotus cards, and he keeps it in a safe deposit box. Yeah, you have to because there's. Uh, I think there's only like. A hundred. Yeah, there's only like 150, I think, were ever made. Yeah, so that uh, thing's worth like 30,000, I think. Yeah, something around there. Yeah, it's, it's like insane. a car. I know, I know. It's like, a, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 let me go in my safe deposit box and retrieve my Bentley. <laughs> 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 that just uh, looks like a card. 
<laughs> They're like, well, sir, some would think. Somebody doesn't aren't educated. You walk outside, a pigeon grabs it, you're fucked. No! <laughs> That's priceless! <laughs> and then it shits on a Bentley, and you're like, I guess it's fair enough. Yeah, yeah it kind of worked out. Easy kind of easy to go. Yeah. Uh, so they're actually... Um, in in real life, uh, magic magic is a thing. It uh, definitely was more of a thing in the past because it got a lot of what science is today is what magic used to be. Okay, Thor, uh, the movie. Well, two thousand six. I I I hate to agree with a Marvel movie, but it's true. Like, uh, think about alchemy, right? Alchemy yeah. is chemistry, right? You know. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just playing around with things that you that you grind it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pharmaceutical technology threw into a fire, and it's like that made that fire more explosive or less explosive. True, pharmaceutical technology was originally like, hey, we're using all these combinations of plants. What if we what what of these things in the plant makes it helpful? What if we could take that out and put just that into a pill? That would be fun. Imagine the be, imagine being the first person to smoke poison ivy, though. We have to test if this is going to help or hurt. Yeah. It hurt. That would hurt. <laughs> you died. That'd be so itchy. Poison ivy in the lungs. Oh. Worse you, than asbestos. Right? Ugh. Ugh. Imagine the scarring. Yeah. But, um. So, there. no on that one. <laughs> now, drink it. <laughs> All right. Now, let's, uh, now let's vaporize it. <laughs> All right, now drop this little drop of it into your eyeball. See if it reacts. Yeah, some sap. Ugh. Uh, so there, there are a fuck ton of styles of magic. Yeah, my favorite the is the chaos magic. I know you love. I'm chaos a practitioner magic. of chaos magic. You know that. Well, I was. I'm a retired practitioner. Uh, I'm actually. We are getting around to doing a uh, a full deep dive into chaos magic. Fun. Because chaos magic is. I mean, I agree. I think it is one of the most interesting and useful styles of magic in the modern day. But this episode, I want to just kind of dip our toes and just yeah. kind of like see and explain what, what really actually, what, what magic is. Right. What is black magic? Yeah, what is white magic? What, this what, is your introduction course to the, to the, like this is Magic 101. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love this look, though. I haven't seen you in like two months. <laughs> you come to the studio. You have a big beard. You have like rings on. You have you have a pile of. No one can see this, but you have you currently have a pile of twenty five books next to you. Yeah, I mean, which it's... which one of these books are we using in this episode? Do you, do you even well, do you even know? I I used a, a compilation of a lot of them. Um, the Book of Forbidden Knowledge is uh, a lot of black magic and uh, their rituals. Um, Cool. I utilized again the the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey because uh, he has episode twenty nine. Yeah, well, a, about half of the book are um, you know different different keys and different uh, rituals and rites uh, yeah. that LaVey himself made. We also have the Lesser Keys of Solomon. I did utilize those as well. Um, I have a PDF copy of that. If anyone wants that, just message us on Facebook. Um, they I also use uh, the book The Necronomicon. The, the real one, not the one from uh, Evil Dead? Correct. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is the Necronomicon. Um, it's produced by, it's put out by uh, Avon Books. They, uh, right. Does the, does the flesh, does the flesh um, book binding that you're using right now with the eyeball in it come with the book? Uh, no, it's actually called the Dobby skin cover. Oh. Yeah, they, they took the little house elves from uh, all of the movies of, Harry Potter and obviously those little fuckers were out of work because right. nobody's using house elves anymore. It's kind of like passe, and so they they bound all of these Necronomicons. It's, it's I think it's a great touch. Well, okay, all right. Okay. It's, it's very. I thought you made it yourself or bought it. No, from Etsy. no, 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 no. It's all through Etsy. Uh, it's very similar to like elephant hide. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, soft. Right. Yeah, <clears> like you want to rub your face on it, kind of thing. Yeah, you want to go to sleep with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a like kind of like, kinda like uh, you know, testicle sacks, whatever. Right. Uh, Kangaroo <laughs> testicles. I also uh, I use uh, this book more um, for our Chaos Magic deep dive, but it is actually the uh, the book of uh, Hermetic philosophy by the Three Initiates, mm -hmm. which is uh, also known as the Kabbalah. Yeah. Um, this book is fucking old, though. I mean, this is. Well, I I see you reading it from left was, to right. Uh, this was printed in 1912. 
Aren't isn't Jewish text ris- written left uh, right to left? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's it's written in English. That's why it's it's left to right. Oh shit! Uh, it was yeah, it was it was reprinted in 1912. If you go looking for this book now, uh, the the Kabbalon Hermetic Philosophy by the Three Initiates, they have multiple versions of it. There are like updated versions. Definitely get the most up to date because all they really do is they just like fix the translation of words. Yeah, and they also add Madonna in it, right? Yes. Well, okay. Madonna and Cher are obviously right, right. pivotal to yes. magic. Well, definitely, definitely to that. Oh yeah, that the, Kabbalah. yeah mm-hmm. the Kabbalah. Um, for chaos magic, I utilized uh, Peter Carroll, who is the eminent, like the preeminent author of chaos magic. He wrote Liber Null, uh, Psychonaut, Liber Chaos. Um, there is another Liber that I didn't get, which is Liber Luna. Yeah, but Liber Luna is like a big offshoot, utilizing a lot of the powers of the moon. Um, which yeah, for that's, that, that's too earthy, kind of like a Wiccan kind of yeah, wi- gay. I go more for like druidic studies in that area more than yeah. Wicca because Wicca is just like Wicca is just strange in the structuring of how they yeah. do it. It's it's because a woman wrote it. Um, I have this uh, wonderful book of magic seals and signatures that really helps for chaos magic because definitely if you want to yeah make a, a sigil or a symbol of your own mm-hmm. have you made a sin, uh, symbol or a, a name for yourself yet? i have yet to okay i have yet to i i also the thing is that because while i'm also pra- trying to practice and start practicing more of this chaos magic i'm also uh learning about uh cryptology Oh, because cryptology and like cryptic text is very important in the study of magic, which is why you need so many books. Yeah, because uh, like you just talked about with the chaos magic, you need like an introduction to chaos magic before you even start reading the other chaos magic, because there's so many lines in between lines. Yeah, because of the and so for fractals. Yeah, for that, I'm using uh, condensed chaos by Phil Hine. A perfect introduction to chaos magic. It's it's wonderful. It's very very helpful. It, it goes. Uh, it it starts very explanatory, and um, it's a very good uh, partner book to go with Libernal. Just so it can tell you what the fuck you're looking at. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like, hey, why don't we give you the translation while you're also looking at the Mandarin text? Absolutely. <laughs> That's it's like reading a like a. Like a fucking Faulkner novel with a thesaurus next to you, because uh, he's gonna use all those expen those highfalutin five dollar words. Well, I don't know what in the hell mm-hmm. theology means. I mean, yeah, I can't tell. I by reading um, what book was uh Douglas Adams uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that that oh, yeah. five book trilogy. Yeah. Um, and they're he, English. Yeah. Well, he he uses so many just ridiculously long-winded statements and so many descriptive words that like I needed a dictionary next to me and yeah. I learned so much about writing just by reading that guy's stuff but um but before you go any further I like how you have uh, an animal uh, animal the the muppet animal in your in your uh yes he is a uh, <laughs> condensed chaos he is my bookmark uh yeah. is animal from uh, the muppets he has always been one of my uh, kindred spirits in life I feel like that could be your sigil if you, as long as uh, you don't tell nobody. Um, what is hilarious, and uh, I can post this on our Wild Wasteland page, but my, my mother was trying to uh, get me a Hanukkah present that was a uh, an octopus hat. So it would be like a knit hat that looks like an octopus sitting on my head. Fucking I, awesome. I remember those in 2016. And uh, she like found one off Etsy, but then also found one off like some Chinese site. And so she ordered the one off the Chinese site. Because it was probably like six dollars instead of like forty five, you know. Yeah, it took about forty days to get to me. That's part of the fable. And it came, and it does not look like an octopus at all. No, I would describe not. this more as a gorgon hat. Oh, uh, it it is a very like forest green knit hat that on the center of the forehead has a large eyeball. And then it has five, uh, like, almost tentacles, almost like tendrils coming off. They have eyeballs yeah. on the end of them coming off of this hat. Right. So that's more like a Beyonder from, yeah. like, D&D. Yeah, yeah, Or the, my, uh, my my friend Evan, what do you, what do you say? He said a, or, like a, like a Sephram or something like that? Is like it Beyonder? I want to say Beyonder, but I don't think it was. Betrayer? 
I don't know. You know the uh, the floating ball tentacle thing mm-hmm. with the eyeball. Yeah, well, that's what you get. That's a that's a Jewish fable. I saved forty dollars, but it cost me forty days and forty nights of waiting around for the thing to come. Yeah, he said he said that uh, it, my my friend Evan, who is a great artist, uh, said that uh, he thinks it looks more like a like a seraph, which is like a one of the descriptions of angels. Uh, which had seven tentacles. It had seven extra eyes. So it had nine eyes in total. And this hat makes me have eight in total, I want to say. Wow. Um, but So you're a demi-central. Yeah. I love it, though. It's fucking wonderful. I absolutely love it. Um, for this episode, I also used a book that I found in a used bookstore uh, for a dollar from 1942. It's the uh, the master book of candle burning, which actually <laughs> it has like you know different setups for how to set altars for different yeah. rituals. The the problem a lot of it is like Christian use. Yeah, you'll you'll uh, you'll find that when sometimes when you're like looking into this kind of stuff that it just devolves into. It does. It traditional. Devol- it devolves into stuff. Catholicism like so quickly because Catholicism is just a fucking blob that just eats everything around it trying to be like hey we're the only and we've always been yeah that uh, conspiracy world is just like that too mm-hmm. like you'll start getting into like flat earth you start reading a few things and the next thing you know like they'll start saying like well jesus said in the bible and it's just like wait i thought we were talking about cool stuff like flat earth yeah i thought we were talking about like science shit like flat what, earth what does this have to do with the bible <laughs> um in my in my research of magic i also <laughs> in your studies yeah, well, in my studies and my research, I found uh, this uh, by Arthur Edward Waite. Oh, I um, thought you were going to say Arthur Corn Doyle. No, Arthur Edward Waite, he wrote the Book of Ceremonial Magic. Uh, you can actually, you can buy a lot of these on Amazon. They are reprinted because um, it was, yeah, this is a 2016 reprint of a book from like the 1700s. Um but this is where you get a lot of symbols of like the I guess, yeah, the, the, the baffling and uh there's like a lot of like this is where a lot of um people kind of mistook black magic and they saw black magic as satan worshipping right which satan worship and like satanism has nothing to do with black magic. No, yeah, it's just a, a form. Like they saw that, like that uh, path of magic as as a evil form, and that's why they called it black magic. Yeah, yeah. So um, the last three books, I'll just skim past real quick. Uh, the Complete Magic Primer by David Conway is also a really nice intro into all types of magic, not just chaos. Um, the Magician's Companion. By uh, by Whitcomb is a necessity for anyone trying to do magic, because uh, it is a great. It's like an encyclopedia for anything you need. It's like, uh, what is this one thing? Like, what is what is witch hazel? And like, you yeah. can find out that like witch hazel in different countries is called different things. So like, fun. <laughs> it, well, like you know, if you're like a practicing witch in America compared to a practicing witch in England, you might yeah. have to get like something different. That's like a fun thing. thing. Like witch hazel in in Europe is like alfalfa or something. Yeah, and in I America like, it's poison ivy. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite is uh what is called arugula. Yeah. In America is rocket. In all British countries. Rocket. Rocket. With a little bit of rocket on that sandwich. Oh, what? <laughs> rocket um, fuel. And then the last book is uh magic wick, witchcraft and curing. Uh, it's a it's a uh, by the American Museum uh, in Anthropology. It's a source book by by uh, David Middle. Dave, uh, sorry, John Middleton. Yeah. John Middleton did a lot of these anthropological source books, um, and it's basically using most of the resources that American museums have to discuss early early ideas of witchcraft, magic, curing. Uh, and so with that and with you guys knowing what text I use, why don't we uh, get, into, get into some magic real quick? Yeah, let's, let's get into it. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's, um... He, I, lo- I love what I wrote. 
Oh, really? I do. I hate to say it, but I said, so magic itself is rooted in religion and religious practices. And while creationist Christians, as recently as 2007, have said that the earth is 8,000 years old, give or take, and the Jews say that the Christians take uh, the God-made world in seven days, uh, it's too literal and that the seven days that God made the world were not 24-hour days, which is why the Jewish calendar is... The year is 5780 instead of 2020. Yeah. Uh, they're both wrong. <laughs> oh, damn. Because science says the universe is about 14 billion years old since uh, since the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. And the Earth was made about four and a half billion years ago. Well, you know, we don't know how long a day is to God. Like, maybe a day to him is like a billion years. Hey, maybe. It took seven days. And by seven, I mean eight billion years. <laughs> And that could be it. Well, like, you know? we solved it. We are just we're, we just think of things in our own terms. Yeah. Um, Can God make a burrito so big that He can't eat it? No. Then it's not God. Be. God. God is not fallible like humans. So God <laughs> cannot create something with the whole concept of eyes bigger than your stomach. Yeah. But, he's, but he was really hungry that day. He was. Like, he ate really three continents <laughs> of burritos. <laughs> of burritos. Uh, However, um, the oldest religious practices in the world completely contradict the, the, the sentiment of creationism. Oh, shit. Because like, they think the world is around 8,000 years old, right? They yeah. think it's like anywhere from about six to 9,000 years old. Everyone falls around 8K. Listen, we did the math, okay? Yeah, but the, the, um, if the Earth is only like, a hun- like, like say, say even 10,000 years old, just to make it easy for us. Uh, let's, let's just, uh, break this down for people who don't know off the top of their head, how the world, how like the world, the earth, the earth is broken down in time. Right. It's known as a geologic time scale. So the earth and the moon formed in the Hadean eon, which took around 600 million years. Right. Okay. And then the earth cooled Uh enough for continents and like the earliest life to emerge in the Archean Eon, which lasted about two and a half billion years. Okay, we're at two and a half billion years. And then uh, once the single-celled organisms appeared in the atmosphere and created oxygen with photosynthesis, the Earth moved into the Proterozoic Eon. Right, Protozoic. Yeah. Now, eons, as you learned in school when you were like seven, they're divided into eras, which is then divided into periods, epochs, and ages, okay? That's why we have like the Bronze Age. Uh, But so... But then an eon is like, what, like two and a half years? Eons are just uh, a a large amount of eras. Right. Usually millions or billions of years. Oh, Oh, so a lot of time. A lot of time. Okay. So finally, for the last... 541 million years the earth has been in the phanerozoic eon okay okay when is jurassic park in the phanerozoic eon okay all right good um uh now it's all based on layers of rock if you didn't know that they like carbon date rock they figure this shit out um now in terms of human life or humanoid life, right? Yeah. We came around around 18 million years ago. It was when the first hominid came around. Pretty good Pretty good stretch so far. Mm-hmm. Our earliest ancestor in closest relation is the gibbon. It's a specific type of monkey. Oh, a monkey. Okay. Yep. Is the gibbon monkey. Now, I'll tell you, the only reason that they think that we're the closest related is because the gibbon and the human are the only two primates that fuck while looking at each other. Weird. It shows connection and bonding and love instead apes, of apes don't look at each other. Nope, it's all f- just for re- for procreation. Where they look, they, anywhere they're just fucking. <laughs> they look they look at two different ways. Yeah, so they, they like, don't face each other. Yeah, they fuck ass to ass. <laughs> That's how dogs do it. Oh, right. Um, well, so humans or I thought I saw a video where a dog threw up on uh, the the dog that it was fucking when it was fucking it. I don't know if that okay. has. To Let me to take do a quick time out from magic. Ru- um, <laughs> were you were you looking up no, videos was, of dogs vomiting or videos of dogs fucking to find this video? I was just looking at um, uh, videos of dogs. 
That just happened to come up. Okay. I don't believe you. It was on YouTube? You. It was on YouTube? Uh, I believe you less now because yeah. YouTube takes what you've searched before to recommend as the next. Well, it comes up a thing. lot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, mean? what is, like, evolutionarily speaking, what does that mean? If, like, a dog is fucking another dog and it throws up on it, it means you're goddamn weird. <laughs> <laughs> but what does it mean if I got a boner from it? Uh, I mean, I think it means that you're fine, but if it doesn't go away within four hours, you have to see a doctor. Thank God. And you have to tell them the reason for your boner, <laughs> which is like the medical way of hoping that it goes away. Yeah. <clears throat> you, they're, they're like, hopefully it's just going to be embarrassing. So this was Viagra? Yeah, it was Viagra. You're like, so you took a Viagra to open mayo? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, sir. You're like, well, it gets me all invigorating. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get pumped up. I feel like I can do anything. Like open a, a tough jar of mayo. <laughs> You finally have my club my sandwich. <laughs> slather, slather it on. <laughs> Who needs a knife? So, uh, so humans right. or homos uh, look at each other when they when they're fucking. True, uh, but they arrived around uh, two and a half to two million years ago. And yes, there was a point when multiple types of humans lived at the same time, like Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, usually, not for very long. Because, uh, like, when the Neanderthals evolved to be smarter than the uh, the the den of what, what are they the the Denisovians, yeah, Denisovians, uh, the Neanderthals were like, hmm, we should like kill them, kill them all, yeah, yeah fuck it, let's just do it. I mean, we or at least we think. Yeah, I, I thought that they say now that they just like got fucked out of. Yeah, I think they just kind of stole the best land and yeah, just like kind of were like, hey, go live in the hills. We don't fucking want you here kind of thing. Like, well, okay, we'll go live in the caucus. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. That's uh, for us later. Yeah. We want those mountains. <laughs> uh, so Homo sapiens uh, came on the scene around 300,000 years ago. Yeah, I bet. Um, oh, my God, I wrote this so long ago. It says, now, even with all that knowledge... 37% of adult Americans believe that the Earth is 8,000-ish years old. <laughs> You're so naive back then. That's 70 million more people than voted for Trump. Like, legit, if you added both totals of his popular votes in both elections, he still had less people vote for him in America than who believe the world is 8,000 years old. Wow. I just think that's hilarious. Even those people are like, yeah, I'm not voting for Trump. Yeah, right? They're like, listen, I've been on this earth for a long time of its lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, it's a, it's just the last minute. <laughs> uh, so as I was saying before that little tangent, uh, magic is related to both faith and religion, and it, it always has. Right. Uh, the earliest religious practices ever found came from the uh, upper middle paleolithic time or at least religious practices started around 30,000 years ago right at the earliest they started around 300,000 years ago that's more believable yeah so i can, suck on that one christians they have um there's a you know joe rogan loves this clip but there's like a a tree in like africa or somewhere where there's monkeys and uh, these monkeys worship the tree and they throw rocks into the tree and like for like Essentially, like good shit? or I don't know. They're monkeys, <laughs> so we don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's true. So it we it could be something as simple as like uh, how we put you know in. The, I, I know you never been there, but uh, churches they pass around the collection plate. You put a little bit of coin in there, and, you know. You're supposed to. I don't know what's the point of collection plate. Um, but, what I've been told and what I've figured out, I shit you not, I only learned this by watching the uh, the History Channel show Vikings. <laughs> okay. Is that the collection plate? Is uh, is the church? Is that you as a Christian giving twenty percent of your income to the church? You give your you give your money to the church, and that way they are protected from pedophilia. No, no, no. It's something along the lines of like the like the, the 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 things that you like the the material wealth that you donate to the church is seen as like 
like almost like a positive counter against your sin. That's and what then, I was saying. Yeah. And then once you're in heaven, you still get to like reap the rewards of what you put into the church. Basically, what? <laughs> like an so, investment. So, so, yeah, basically something like that. It's like you're investing in yourself in, in your immortal soul instead of investing in the church. It's like a four hundred one k. Yeah, man, it pays off. With it. I'm putting a little interest. bit, a little bit of this uh, coin into this uh, basket. Then I'm gonna get it back four times over. Yeah. Saint when I Peter, die, when I get there, he's like, "Here's a holy here's shit, here's your gold chain, sir." <laughs> you, oh, you, you get a black lotus card. I was about to say, you, you, you get the spinning rims on your segue. <laughs> um, no, I was just saying, like monkeys are doing that now, and I'm saying, I'm saying, like if there ever is a Planet of the Apes type situation, th- they would say, "Oh, we've only been practicing magic like thirty thousand years, or uh, three hundred thousand years, or whatever." But in reality, it's been like a million years. Yeah, for real. Maybe even two. Um, so let's start with the oldest magic in the world, all right? Uh, white magic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's also called high magic or right magic. natural magic or Aryan magic. the right-hand path. The right-hand path. It is now, the- that sounds more... Uh, I know about the right hand path. I know you know about the right hand path. I mention it a lot. Um, so white magic actually has uh, roots in early Paleolithic religions and uh, very early religious uh, history because they've been found they they do burial rituals. And a lot of these burial rituals, um, you know, had blessings involved. They they There are a lot of uh, ancient uh, deities that were, like, prayed to yeah. to get whether it's fertility or crops, a lot of those like more like fertile goddesses were prayed to for a long time, which is white Absolutely, magic. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there actually even was a Paleolithic man that they found uh, the skeleton of who had lost his arm. Yeah. And they could tell from his skeleton that he actually lost his arm earlier in life and lived much longer after losing a very vital appendage, mm-hmm. which means that his community took care of him and also that somebody in that community was a healer enough to heal his wound of losing a full arm. Wow. How long ago was that? Uh, like at least 270,000 years. How do you think they fixed it? Like shove grass up there? Yeah, I'm thinking some kind of like a like a muddy paste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lost your arm. Let's heal you. <laughs> they yeah. just like shove leeches and... And dirt in there, and you're just like, thanks. And it worked. <laughs> but yeah, but like any, like just think about it logically. Like if something happened, like why is my wife not having children? Why is my crops not growing? Why did my father die? And you, like, you look for answers for these things. Mm-hmm. And like rituals, you know, like rain dances, right? And like every every group of people are always going to like invent a way to manipulate how how the system is and i, I completely agree it. yeah because they they um it's just it's just that we as as people we want control over something yeah because we're thinking mm-hmm. unlike every other animal that exists just exactly like, just like why i'm hungry yeah we, where's we, all this food we question yeah. we don't just think yeah we don't just do um now the the people who practice this magic have been called many different things they've been called healers uh, wise men, wise women, crazy uh, witches and wizards. Usually, they're adorned with like white witch or white wizard. Um, That's racist. And their magic mostly focuses on healing through like blessings, charms, incantations, prayers, and songs. Okay, uh, it was heavily practiced by pagans and others who are known as cunning folk. Now, the cunning folk. <laughs> Gypsies. Uh, we also call them folk healers. <laughs> and honestly, like, I want to do a whole fucking episode on these people because they were awesome. And they, they were these, like, crazy, incredible healers who supposedly learned all of their skills from spending time in hell. And That's so, awesome. Like, that yeah, is pretty cool. We'll do, like, a whole episode about the cunning folk. It sounds like con folk to me. Or- like confidence folks, like con men. No, it was, it was, well, I believe that, but it was more that they were cunning. They were very smart. They could think up different ways to figure uh, yeah. out the situation. Yeah. Um, to their favor. Yeah. I'm right? coming in. I'm going to cure all your, here, I, all I need, all I need is a few shekels of your time. Uh, can you please come over here and try this oil? How oh, I squeezed it from a snake. 
It's going to cure your... What, we, uh, what do you need? <laughs> we actually talked about the Cunning Folk once uh, when we were talking about witches because uh, one of we were talking about the guy who... Um, who used his powers to manipulate the the winds to help yeah. that guy sail there and back, and then he was like, he was like, tried for murder because the man's ship sunk in a big storm. Yeah, yeah. And like they they actually tried him for the fact that he manipulated the weather. Tommy boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Farley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Could use a little bit of wind here. So in the in the 1400s, there was a Catholic priest in some higher circles. Named Marsilio Facino. I thought you were going to say Marcella Wallace. <laughs> uh, who advocated for the existence of uh, like spiritual beings and just kind of spirits in general. Um, he believed in what he called purely natural magic. Nice. And they, he said it did not require any invocations of like malevolent or malicious spirits. Basically, he was a, a man of the church who was high enough up to be like, have his say of like, hey, you trust me as a person, right? And they're like, yeah. yes, of course. He's like, okay, well, this is natural magic. This is nothing to do with demons, but this helps, and this works with God. And they're like, right. mm. Yeah, no, this is going to have the exact same effect that talking about witches in the last episode did, where, like, witchcraft doesn't exist. And everyone's like, yeah, but you wouldn't say that if it doesn't <laughs> exist. Well, so most of what Ficino was actually talking about was just astrology, no. And he, he, he said that there was a certain, like, aliveness in the stars. Yeah. And uh, he also would talk about how um, he had whole lists of things that hold sway over a man's destiny. Like, yeah. he really thought that he kind of, like, took the idea of karma and, like, karmic balance and just, like, gave it, like, Christian, like, Catholic guilt. Mm-hmm. And he was like, classic. He was like, the way you wake up in the morning depends yeah. on, uh, we'll, we'll decide how, what type of a man you'll be. Like, he was cool but not really and needless to say the catholic church thought he was a loony of course that's what uh i feel like a lot of this is going to be that yeah he, he actually came under suspicion of heresy because he put out a book that contained instructions for healthful living get him out of here <laughs> oh, that's fucking demon <laughs> shit yeah, um, drink water and eat vegetables get this fucking madman out of here we need alcohol and 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 fatty livers well here's 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 really what got the the catholic church mad at him was that he was such a crazy person that he coined this phrase called platonic love. Get this man out of here. <laughs> Which is basically the love between friends, the love of friendship. And he claimed that it was like a spiritual love. And yeah. he was like, it's perfectly fine for men to love men platonically. Yeah. And they were like, you're a goddamn gay. <laughs> and I shit you not, they were like, they were like, uh, oh, God, he thinks you can you can platonically love another man. No, Ficino, he's a wicked man. He's a, he, he's done a wicked crime. And it's like, what, 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 why? And they're like, well, haven't you seen? He's been writing letters to a friend. Get him out of here. And they seem like they love each other. This is awful. He must have been a sodomist. And it's like, <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, he... Eventually died in 1499. Friendless and alone? No, he was platonically loved by Oh, many. then that's awesome. <laughs> it just seems like a guy that's having a good time and everyone just wants to ruin his good time. Yeah, He's basically. Like, I have a lot of friends. And they're like, everyone's like, friends? No, you can't have friends in this world. Yeah, it was just like a bunch of like nagging like stepmothers. Like. Jesus Christ, get them out of here. And those people were the ones running the religion? No wonder it's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, so the next, uh, the next like good batch of text that that the world got on white magic, because that was uh, the, the church controlled a lot of, a lot of text that came out for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so it's very hard to get a lot of these texts. Um, but it was from this crazy guy named Johannes Trithmius, uh, <laughs> who is described as a German Benedictine Benedictine abbot. And a polymath, which that doesn't tell you jack shit about this guy, right? I, I, you, you flew right over my head with all this. I know, I know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to glaze polymath? over this, this so dude's he, weird life because he's so fucking maths. fun. Uh, so Johannes Trithmuth. Trithmuth? Trithmuth. I feel like Jimmy. I feel like Timmy. Trithmuth. Or is it Jimmy? No, it's Timmy. No, it's Jimmy. 
it's not. Yeah, it is, Timmy's, it's, it's Jimmy. Uh, it's not Timmy. Yeah, Timmy's. Uh, yeah. Timmy. Timmy can just say his name. I fucking love Timmy. Yeah, he's pretty great. Uh, so Johannes Trithmith was uh, born in 1462. Yeah. And his father died when he was super young. So his mom remarried to obviously, you know, yeah, obviously. an angry, stupid man <laughs> who was very angry and hated education because he was very stupid. Okay. Is this your dad? <laughs> no. No, my dad's a very educated man. No, I'm just saying, you this, seem very angry at this guy. No, it's just, it's a very common theme. I mean, look at like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Look at... Uh, you know, a lot of these like reclusive geniuses is like yeah. their 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 origin story is like my father died and then my mother remarried a dumb asshole <laughs> and I couldn't go to school anymore because I was smarter than him. That's great. Maybe maybe it's just like a Disney tale. Maybe like they didn't. Maybe it's just like the way that they're looking at this guy is that he's an asshole, but it really is just. Yeah, it's like a little bit of a tougher, because it's weird coming into a family situation that nah, already exists. Nah, he didn't want the kid going to school or anything. Ah, yeah. So, you could, so he could be an asshole. Even still, you know, Johannes, he learned in private. He 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 would he would like borrow. He would go out on the, on the day and like go to the library and like rent one book and like steal a few others and bring them all back. Obviously, because he's a good person. Uh, but he in in <laughs> in private he learned to speak and read uh, Greek. Latin, Hebrew, and his natural language is German. The fuck? Yeah. Uh, and I so when, know how to speak one of those languages. <laughs> when he was 17, he ran away from home to just wander the world. <laughs> uh, he ended up wandering a long way and uh, went to school. He went to school at, uh, at the University of Heidelberg, which is in Germany still. Oh, okay. Um, and one year, he was heading from the University of Heidelberg back to where he was living at that point in a different city. And he uh, he got caught in a surprise snowstorm, so he was like in the middle of the mountains in the fucking you know early fifteen hundreds. Jesus. Well, late late fourteen hundreds, and he sees he sees an abbey. He sees like a Benedictine church, right? Which is uh, like a stone abbey. This is the uh, and he he just like ducked in, mm-hmm. and when he got in there, he was like, "Wow, this is pretty nice." Yeah. And so he decided to stay, and uh, so he lived there. Oh, there wasn't a pastor in the Abbey. No, or he, anything? There was th- like there an are, abandoned. He, yeah, he's he he's a uh, he just joined. He was it's a Benedictine Abbey, uh-huh. and he was like, "All right, I'll just stay here with you guys." So, that's what the Mamas and Papas song is about. Really, California dreaming. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was about cults. No, the preacher likes it warm. That's why I'm gonna stay. Oh, well, so he stayed. Yeah, he stayed because it was warm. And uh, yeah, very much so. And then within two years of living there. He was uh, elected to be the the abbot or the head of the abbey, because oh. he's a smart, good guy. And his friend Costello, <laughs> <laughs> Johannes Abbot and Costello Trithmith. Why are you what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he became the doing, head idiot? of the abbey, he transformed the whole place into like a into like a school. He wanted to make it a place of learning. He increased because he had all the access to their funds yeah he oh, increased yeah. their library 50 fold yeah we need more books mm-hmm. and he wrote just extensively and his reputation was effectively like a roller coaster his entire life mainly because like he didn't give a fuck he was like he told everyone he was a magician that's awesome he was like i don't give a fuck i, I may be the head of this abbey but yeah i'm a ma- i'm a wizard yeah dude what do you think we're doing in the in the basement they're like we don't we don't have a basement here he's like yeah that you know about. Um, he eventually died in 1516, but uh, he was remembered by, by by these two books that were eventually uh, fully published because a lot of his books were published and then immediately put on the banned list. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, the Stenographia and Polygraphy. Oh, polygraphia, sorry. Now, yeah. All the people listening are really upset that you fucked up the pronunciation. I know. Well, we of can that. just edit it later. Yeah, no, they, no, no. They're gonna know. God damn it! Uh, so, polygraphia, we'll talk about in a different episode because it's actually the 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 very first text in the world on cryptology. Oh. And Johannes Trithmus made a cipher, which is still the most well used cipher in the world. It's named after him. It's called the Trismus cipher. Oh, I was gonna say Rosetta Stoned. <laughs> 
No, that's uh, that's Tommy Chong's latest <laughs> podcast. He just reads books in Spanish while he's high as fuck. He's like, I'm gonna cipher this. He's like, hola, qué pasa? Hold on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this that's like deni- that. <laughs> that's like this podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hold on, <sighs> I gotta vape real quick. Yeah. So um, I was saying. So the stenography was published uh, in three volumes and placed on the prohibited list in 1609. Damn. Three years after it was published, even though he wrote it in 1499. <laughs> It ah, took, shit. <laughs> yeah, he wrote it in 1499, died in 1516. It eventually got published in 1606, and then it got put on the band list in 1609. Some people were like, you know, that movie, that um, the New Mutants movie, it's mm-hmm. like, it filmed in like 2016, and it's just getting out now. It's like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, have you heard of the stenography? That's how books were back then, man. Exactly. It took a long time to get around. They didn't yeah. have mail. No. And so there the, were, the most printing presses in the world were in the U.S. Yeah, they didn't invent Frank. Uh, Benjamin Franklin hasn't been invented yet. I know. They haven't found what. Uh, they they don't have glasses. They don't have, they don't have bifocals. They just got the. They just. <laughs> they have carry, monocles. They just carry around giant windows with them. They just have two monocles, <laughs> one for either eye. <laughs> Well, I'm nearsighted and farsighted, so I need one <laughs> sticking out and one putting in. So uh, the thing about the stenographia is that I can only tell you what it appears to be about. Because you can't find it? I, you can't get it. No, it's, it's, very, it's very difficult to get the three volumes of text. And even if you are able to get the three volumes of text, they are cryptically written. <laughs> and so to so this real day... Magic. Uh, to this day, all three texts have, uh, they all have ciphers. They're all encoded. And I want to say that two, the first two volumes have been decoded. And the third volume, which is like the hardest to find because it was the one that was actually on magic. It was the only, it was the only one that was fully devoted to magic. Mm -hmm. Um, that still hasn't been deciphered or it hasn't been found. It's been found. It's not been deciphered. Damn. Because um, he he was a master encoder. You know. Speaking it's, of a deciphers, did you hear about um, the Zodiac killer? I did. The letter it took sixty years or whatever. They mm-hmm. finally deciphered it, and it's like a chicken soup recipe. <laughs> it was fun. It was a, it was a good little thing. I mean, it, it showed a lot more of the uh, psychology of the Zodiac killer because yeah, he just repeated like the same thing like ah oh, well I'm in hell I'm gonna have slaves or whatever yeah well that was the thing is it seemed like it seemed like he was purporting that he was some sort of a um, some sort of a practitioner that believed that by claiming souls in the in the, in living, the living world that get they get them in the in the afterlife yeah they become your your slaves in, in hell but he already mentioned that in the previous letter really this one is just him saying confirming that that wasn't him that called into the radio show, which everybody already know. Yeah, but I just I I do like that it that it brings out more of his psychopathy because also like the way he spells things is very strange. Well, because the way that the cipher was made, it's it, you you can easily fuck up a spelling on something. Oh, did of you, course. Did you, did you watch the yeah, video? Yeah, it was like down two, three yeah. over. Well, like it was also, all diagonal. Yeah. So yeah. can you imagine like writing that but sideways and like the, the this. That this thing is even in English. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure the tri- blow you away. I think the Trismus cipher is uh, one down, two over. I think, yeah, that's why I think that when you said that, I, I was like, I swear to God, I just heard about that, and I the, didn't put the, two and two. I think that that's say that what that it was. like that like yeah. grid of a cipher that you see when you look up cryptology online, yeah, puts it like a grid. That grid is the Trismus cipher. Yeah. That's what so, he made back in like the 1400s. So if you're if you're if you're listening and you wanna you you just you just learn something and uh, watch that uh, YouTube video on um, about them deciphering it. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, but right, but uh, back to magic. Back to the magic. Now, one of uh, Trismus's disciples was this guy Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa. Okay. Oh, Agrippa. Is he from Agrippa? The- so he's not from the Middle East. No. So he's not real magic. He is. Oh. He's actually responsible for publishing 
most of the texts on occult philosophy that the world has. Wow, that's uh, that's similar to, uh, um, like you said, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. The, mm-hmm. ma- the reason why a majority of his stuff is even published is because he had a few friends in the publishing industry after he died. Yeah, I mean, look at Vincent van Gogh. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, his brother had all of his paintings in his attic, and his brother was like, fuck this, my, my dead brother was a genius. I'm yeah. going to sell these pieces and make him, a, make him famous. And he was, And he was right. Yeah. But so uh, Agrippa, um, he wrote this book called The Three Books of Occult Philosophy. And in it, he outlined classical elements, uh, numerology, astrology, Kabbalah, um, other things that were uh, like certain types of medicine that you can do, uh, scrying. Which, Uh, for those of you who don't know what scrying is, scrying is like a version of seeing things that you can't physically see. It's kind of like sensing... Your third eye? Yes. It's like utilizing your third eye to kind of see further than your physical eyes can see. Nice. I thought it was like scribing, but with your tears. No. So uh, to give you a good example, because I've started playing Dungeons & Dragons recently, scrying is is a... is a tool you can use, a magic ability you can use in Dungeons and Dragons, where basically, uh, say there's like an enemy in the next room. If you cast scrying, they emanate like a ten or fifteen foot bubble of light that allows you to be able to see them easier and like know that they're there. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> uh, it also goes over alchemy. It goes over rituals and a lot of ceremonies that accompanied all this stuff. Okay, so like basic stuff today, but Mm -hmm. like crazy shit back then. Correct. And I mean, honestly, based on the work that Agrippa did and his disciples, he's going to get his own episode as well. Oh, jeez. Dude, he's he's insane. He's he, He did so much crazy shit. You're really trying to capitalize on these 15 books that you read, huh? Yeah, well... <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it, right? Yeah, that's what I always tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so all in all, uh, white magic yeah. is seen as natural magic. It's mainly used by shamans. It's uh, and there were a lot of uh, healing women who use it to cure illnesses, uh, interpret dreams. I shit you not. Whether it's white magic, gray magic, black magic, yellow shamanism, black shamanism, whatever it is, yeah. there's at least 17 fucking spells on finding <laughs> lost items. Oh, yeah. You always need to find your... That is the most human thing ever, like not finding your keys. Like, yes. Where, like, even pastors to this day would be like, uh, I, I prayed to God earlier today. I couldn't find my keys. I prayed to Jesus. He said, hey, you will find it. And I found my... I swear to God, I found my keys. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just, a lot of a lot of magic is uh, protecting your stuff from being stolen, finding sense. things that you have lost, and recovering stolen goods. That's what most of magic is about. All right. Yeah. Uh, so get off this high horse of it's all pedophiles sacrificing infants to drink their blood. All Come right. Come on. Yeah. Who? What are you? Uh, what's his name? The guy that we want to do, David Ike. I mean, what are you, David Ike? <laughs> I don't want to do David Ike. What are you fucking David Ike? <laughs> no, are you I'd having sexual not. intercourse with David Ike? <laughs> yes. Um, now that you he stated it that so way, so many books. <laughs> um, so successful. White magic was also used to control the weather, of course, uh, because it helps with harvest. Um, it also is just about general good luck and well-being. So it's like the most basic, basic forms of just trying to do shit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, while while next episode we will go into black magic nice um i do want to put one little one little thing to bed before we move on in magic and this will be the end of this episode so thank you all for listening i fucking love you uh happy new year here's my little side note on the concept of high and low magic right i hate these terms with a passion because they're Uh, fucking stupid what all right for most of history for most of human history, 99.9% of it. High magic was magic that was done ceremoniously. Rituals, yeah. While low magic was folk magic, ritual healing and uh and that that kind of stuff, you know? Basically right. white magic. Yeah. Was seen as low magic. 
and black That's magic, which magic. is ceremonious, yeah. was seen as high magic. And then along comes big dick swinging Mr. Robert M. Place. Oh, watch out. I know. He wrote a book in 2009 called Magic and Alchemy. Uh, he, uh, he provides a, quote, broad modern definition uh, where white magic is now seen as high magic and black magic is now seen as low magic, even though... Yeah, it's always been the opposite. It's been the yeah, it's always been the opposite, and it's always been that like doesn't matter what your intention is of this magic. And people are if taking, you're doing it ceremoniously, it's high. If you're not, yeah. it's low. And people are taking his interpretation as fact. Yes. Oh really? yes. People are quoting this this idiot. Oh yes. And the funny thing is that uh, Robert M. Place, he's known for his work on tarot. He is like oh what he's just an idiot then tarot tarot cards are fucking bullshit. I don't know I don't know why he weighed in on high and low magic to begin with yeah black magic has always been the the formation the magic done by societies yeah like the temple of the golden dawn or yeah or it's ceremonious magic yeah where it's like yeah you want to know you want to know about this magic You're it's like have I'm to sorry buy the we, books <laughs> well that and also like with black magic it's like you need an altar facing facing this way with this candle of that color yeah. and that of this and this of that and like you have to make a triangle with that and then summon so and so with these words it's very structured yeah. you have to masturbate and come in four strokes mm -hmm. not, not three <laughs> not five not two definitely not 20 <laughs> in six in 14 exactly <laughs> one two three four gross um, damn I, ru I ruined the ritual but and so like that's that's what pisses me off about high and low magic, all right? Is is just specifically that fact that it was once and for a long time defined wow. very easily. And then some asshole comes in and is like, No, here's a better way. Yeah, it's rewriting history, really. Yes. Now to be fair though, about Robert M. Place, his work on tarot is incredible. Uh his best work is called Tarot. History, symbolism, and divination. And it has actually been claimed by multiple people, such as Aleister Crowley, to be the best book on tarot ever written. So, you know. Most seminal piece. He's got that going for him. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so, I mean, he can go fuck himself when talking about <laughs> high and low magic, but, like, good yeah. job on the tarot. How old was he in 2009? Jesus Christ. If Aleister Crowley talked about him he'd have to be like a hundred years old no what kind of magic does he know he's 73 he was born in 1947 when did alistair crawley die <laughs> wait crawley talked about how he crawley died oh yeah Craw crawley died in in 47 so they, they <laughs> so he, he was it was it about the same book? <laughs> I'm sorry, I read about so many people. I think I think I think you've gotten something. I may confused. I may have gotten that one mis. Yeah, I didn't write that in my notes, so it probably wasn't about him. Okay, it it happens. You just read like 20 books in the last. In the oh, last this is it. It's the it's the book that I'm actually using for this episode that Aleister Crowley called the the book that is necessary for any practicing magician, and it's the book of ceremonial magic by Arthur Edward Waite. Yes. That, that is makes, the book. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Not tarot, history, symbolism, and divination. It it has uh, the his tarot book has been claimed to be the best book on hey, tarot. Hey, you know, I I'm not gonna argue that. Who gives a shit about tarot? I know that Alistair didn't. <laughs> like, he, no, he, he really did didn't. not give a shit about that. He's like, wait, you're playing with cards? What is, what is this? A game for babies? He's like, why are you using cards? I have like seven bones over here that I'm just gonna toss in the dirt. <laughs> I have seven bones. Six piles of dirt, three jars of cum. I fucking love Aleister Crowley. He's so strange. But so, yeah, that is uh, just a little dip into white magic. Um, in the in Next week, I'll tell you about uh, black magic um, and my personal favorite, gray magic. Oh, this is some type of weird amalgamy between the two, the left hand and the right hand. Correct. And, uh, and like it gave the shaking me, hand magic. And it gave me a... Uh, a much larger and more vast appreciation for the Lord of the Rings character Gandalf, because Grant Gandalf the Gray, the, the Gray, 
Well, it, it, it actually, um, when, when we talk about Grey Magic, it, it does line up. Uh, his character as Gandalf the Grey is very akin to the tactics and the magical usage of Grey magicians. And once he is reincarnated as Gandalf the White, he does utilize white magic very often, which makes sense. Because white magicians uh, are more readily, uh, uh, not readily, they're more, uh, they're they're quicker to actually use magic than to use more like mentalism. Right. Okay, that's interesting. What did that guy know that wrote those books? Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien knew a ton, dude. He knew an entire Finnish language that was no, it was never written. It was a spoken language that when he found it. There were like 19 people in the world who still spoke it. He, you better hurry up and get to him. Well, and he took that language and made Elvish. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah. The guy's fucking brilliant. But all right, uh, thank you all so damn much for joining us. We, I've missed you. We will not ever leave you for that long again. Uh, <laughs> I promise you no uh, more breaks. The, the pandemic cannot stop us. Uh, we are, we're, we're, we're out here like, a, like the third song on offsprings americana no breaks oh i thought you were gonna say pretty fly for a white guy no i think that's song four. Oh, you're probably right yeah you wrote that whole thing out so you you couldn't possibly be wrong no <laughs> <laughs> never well, yeah thanks uh thanks for joining us uh, uh dean is feeling much better uh, he's finally out of his cave yeah man Finally. And uh, we're going to bring in the new year with you. Hell yeah. The, the Wild Waste 2021. That has to be magic. And it's, it's 21 in it. Yo, it's the, uh, it's the start of a new decade. Yes. It Completely is a, new. It'll be the new decade. Decade. Oh, what? No, I believe you. There's no, z- there's no year zero. I know. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I know. 20- well, well, why, why are you arguing? All right, bye. I right, love you.